welcome again to the Mike Race podcast. I'm listening to your host, Mike Race, back in Kingscliff, northern New South Wales, this morning. And it's, yes, another period of shifts and transformation for me, as it may also be for you, wherever you are in the world. In Australia at the moment, yeah, there's been big shifts and changes with the global pandemic, uh, with, with what everybody's been experiencing, high levels of transmission and receiving the virus. But there's also, from my own perspective, there's great shifts in the consciousness. People are beginning to question <laughs> why have we been locked down for two years? Why have we been so scared of something that ultimately, yeah, has developed flu-like symptoms in, in many of the people that have received it? And while there's still a... It's well publicised in the media about deaths and hospitalizations and yeah to even suggest something counter to that is perhaps to be ridiculed or rejected but I feel there's more of people having gone through this experience and wondering what was all this for what is all this for do I really want to keep believing the messages and the, the content and the consuming the yeah, the, the information and the reality that is currently creating and has maintained an identity based around conditional worth and reason. There's also been other developments. The Queensland-New South Wales border has just literally come down. Let's call it the Great Wall because it's been up for some time. There's been a couple of brief uh, periods where it was unpatrolled, but most of the last 18 months, yeah, there has been some form of border I guess we call protection. There's a show called Border Control, Border Protection in Australia, actually. So perhaps this is a manifestation of our collective consciousness in, in our own way. But it has. It's been it's been taken down. There's no more people guarding the borders. We choose to live with whatever's been occurring. And coincidentally with that, I've moved back north to Kingsley from Melbourne after a bit of a, yeah, about four or five weeks down to Melbourne for Christmas. Well, yes, I was fortunate to stay with my family and see a lot of family members I hadn't seen for some time while living in Byron Bay and and the surrounds. And yet also I felt increasingly disconnected with the environment in Melbourne. And and this might be for you today that, yeah, you've come out of lockdown or where you're living and maybe you've been in a remote environment or maybe, yeah, you've you've worked like me. You had a, a busy, busy corporate life or work doing life. You're very much focus of work and environment and you, you pushed yourself to succeed. It didn't really ever come easy for you in that environment and you applied everything we'd seemingly taught around force and effort and work hard to to get the result and it didn't seem to change because the identity within you didn't you 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 had to kind of force to believe you're worthy of receiving. You know, me having an identity that subconsciously doesn't feel they're completely worthy or is it in complete alignment and hence the, the subconscious is almost blocking you from receiving you had a difficulty in receiving and so your body perhaps was yeah you've had the effects of this in, in illness and man, collected manifest the disease and also stresses in the body and you can see that in your relationships and your connections but as this window is now reopening that the mist is, is rising there's this greater opportunity to change the perception of reality and live a more inspired, transformed sense of purpose in the world. So this is the point, isn't it, that 
we get to, and even when we've been on that journey for some time, it, it, it's consistent recalibrating back to purpose, particularly at the start of the year. My partner, Sapphire, and I have been listening to, yeah, it's a list I've been watching a 21-day Magnetic Abundance Challenge presented by Aaron Dowdy, who's, yeah, quite a well-known YouTube presenter who particularly focuses on Law of Attraction. Probably, I was about to say, well, I would probably look at more conscious manifestation. I think Aaron was very much living your purpose. So raising your conscious through living in alignment with your purpose and ultimately changing your thoughts and beliefs around reality. And a big part of that is abundance and being worthy and deserving. And a lot of Aaron's work has dovetailed into that from his original law of attraction and beliefs of reality. He's now focusing more on living some of the worthy abundant space. And without giving away too much of the secrets, I think it's something that's perhaps discussed on a few of these. The focus of this course, right over 21 days, is on the shift basis. And the shift, I hope I'll get them all for you, but he basically dovetails the, 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 the acronyms of the shift is STORY, the S, H, for healing, I for identity, S for frequency, and T for transformation. And the first few weeks, predominantly were around the yeah, the, the stories which are connected to the beliefs, the idea that everything we tell ourselves is a story that we and we can perceive the stories through our words and our speech and what we see in our reality and I guess a, a review with our prior history. But once you start digging with that, and there is an aspect of healing the stories. I mean, that's a, a shamanic tradition too, healing the sub some. Yeah, healing the stories we're telling ourselves is ultimately often connected with some consciousness and, and worthiness. So it's moved now from the, the stories and the, the healing into the identity space. And the identity is connected to the stories because once you dig deeper to the stories of the beliefs you perform the healing, you see that it's all connected to how you perceive. What is the self? What is the, the self, I was about to say conditioned self, telling you. And that's the interesting thing. It is... If we can look at identity as completely malleable, it's not fixed. Yes, we have a name, we're baptized for birth, but we can change our name, we can change our thoughts, we can change our location. And if we're completely, if, if how we've lived feels very organic, we're, we're probably less likely to even look at that stuff. But when there's this bubbling odor effect of feeling increasingly disconnected, disenchanted from me, spirituality it can be a great space to come back to the identity and that's what i'm saying and that where you are on your journey and a lot of these people have already been doing a lot of work people both the presenters and the participants of the course they're, they're well invested they've, they've, they've created great shifts in the reality they've become more conscious of relationships improved but there's still certain gaps and this is why it's important that these type of courses are in this opportunity now to have to review Let's go back to where is it, what is it, and how is it we've got to bring those changes in to your reality, and that could take the effect of digital boarding or goal lists. And my book, The Essential Code, my second book, predominantly takes that process through it. It ultimately is a, is a process of looking at what, where you are in your current reality, understanding how you can consciously change your life through looking at certain patterns, Working through the process of each chapter, bringing forgiveness to yourself and all others, looking at the idea of the stillness speaks, of living in the now, being vulnerable, looking at certain fears through seeing how they're only connected to the, the identity that 
they're so afraid of change. And they're only afraid of change because the identity looks to, to people might call it the ego, and is somewhat of an ego. It does doesn't really matter what you identify it as, but ultimately it's a how attached to the identity could be restricting how much we allow that the conscious change in. But if we have an identity that's aware that ultimately it's trying to protect us, the identity is trying to keep things the same. That's why we, we might be unlikely to question a lot of this media and information. We're, we're maybe unlikely to, to stop taking pharmaceutical drugs and and stop eating meat and, and do all the things we've always done if we're afraid of, will we be abandoned? Will we be lost in the tribe? Is, or, you know, are we going to be okay? These deep-rooted fears around safety and familiarity if we do something different. So we could we could shame that identity or ego and saying it's, it's so so stuck in, in in the past, but ultimately it's there to protect us and support us, and it's connected with, and therefore it helps the, the subconscious mind and the way we think. It's that governing organism. It's that that computer hard drive that, that's bringing forward the reality and it wants to keep it in place because it's so geared to repetition and routine, like any well organized machine. But if that experience of reality isn't isn't fulfilling. And quite likely it won't be if it's based on conditional duality and good or bad, right or wrong, constantly being geared to drama and drama where we give away our own energy and we're heads more vulnerable to disease. There's got to be the space where we want to reevaluate the identity. And that's where, when I talk about overcoming fear, is the fear is ultimately only stories which need healing connected to the identity and that shift experience. The other part of the course, Aaron, and, and similar for me, it's the last two acronyms is, yeah, shift, so S-H-I, F is the frequency. What consciousness are you emanating at? Where is it, what bandwidth of, of reality? And this might sound like a somewhat esoteric thing, but people are aware of this, particularly if you've gone through some form of spiritual awakening or going through this. Your experience of reality is connected to your consciousness. What Esther Hicks, from uh, the teacher of Abraham, the law of the attraction, talked about being in the vortex or the flow, and, and even Tao's and being in the Tao is this space of effortless ease and being, and the idea of a human being is a human is the is the form, the being is the flow, that life isn't meant to be so hard. So frequency is about up-leveling, in effect, the highest version of self, the highest version of identity. So to be in the being, in the flow, in the frequency state, it is about transforming the identity. It's ultimately seeing that we don't have to always effort and please if we're being stuck in a space of trying to adhere the rules of conditional society that wants us to strive for excellence to prove how we compare and compete against other people. When manifestation and ultimately living your highest inspired truth it's still hard to inspire doing, but it's in flow. It's, it's a it's an allowing space rather than a competing space. And it's, just, it's not a reality where we're taking something from other people. We're ultimately serving. We're living our highest inspired truth. And that's the last step. And for me, with the Essential Code and all the works I'm passionate about and created and shared and talked about in the channel, the last step is transformation. So shift. Once the, the, the stories have been identified, the healing has occurred, 
there's been a greater willingness to look at the identity and the and the temporary beliefs that are governing that identity, in effect, ego. And there's been this ability to shift the frequency through applying practices like meditation, watch our thoughts, or everything I've t- been talking about on this channel and in the book. Uh, changing over the, over the thinking patterns, be, becoming more aware of this interconnection between us and all others. Seeing that we're all connected in this unconditional loving reality, that there's nothing missing in this reality. Ultimately, what we're able to facilitate is the transformation. And this is something that's really powerful because we stop trying to change everything in the external. While we live in the reality, we are change does, in effect, does happen in front of us. But it's the way it happens is it manifests in how we feel about ourselves within. It's like rather than trying to change the screen of the computer or trying to, to clear up or dust away the, the TV screen or the computer or, or our phone, we look at the programming behind all this, this operating. And the programming is the way we think, and they are Debbie. And ultimately, be, becoming more valuable to creating an identity that's beyond that identity. That's the big one, isn't it? And the identity could be that of spirit, the divine, the I am the doubt and that's unconditional love that is my focus but it's funny to say we're identityless is somewhat of the challenge where we introduce ourselves to people at a party or an event but it's like this greater awareness we're playing a part that that is the the ability to change it that if we can look at reality and ultimately life as more more like a dream it doesn't mean we, we don't really deeply enjoy this dream and come deeply into the space of unconditional love and, and, and living a highest inspired truth. If we bring our focus back inwards and we see that maybe there was never anything wrong with us, we're always worthy and deserving of our highest unconditionally inspired truth, we could be more aware of we don't have to actually do anything to prove worth. That everything that we are living in our highest inspired truth comes to us when we stop trying to block it or force it. There will be inspired hunches of flow, and that is, in fact, perhaps of some of the more difficult teachings that I've found. And I do talk about this also in my most, re- in all the books, but my most recent book, "Be Prosperity Conscious," which is a shorter summation of all the teachings so far, and and is connected to this podcast. Is that ultimately being in the flow and allowing, creating, and living a highest inspired reality that manifests from the heart is about following the hunches. And they're hunches that are felt intuitively more than necessarily rashly listed out in a, a form of procedure manual. So it becomes going into the feeling dimension more than purely the thinking dimension. Ultimately, they are connected. We, we feel them or we think them. But there's a discernment there, and there has to be like a development of the muscle between intuition and pure overthinking. So how do we do that? Well, it is about coming back to the heart, isn't it? And it's about allowing the body to feel. And ultimately, allow the body to feel does come from creating a, a, an identity that is less attached to conditional forms, that is able to be three of old stories and traumas that exist in the body that stop us from going into it. The, ultimately, we're afraid to feel the body, hence we often may numb the body through experiences that stop us from feeling. Because they are, when the when we feel that numbness, or those, sorry, when we feel these these stories come up where we want to scratch or we develop 
um, itches and, and we, we feel really discomfortable. We close down a return away from the situation. We hold our shoulders. Our body ultimately is trying to protect us in some ways, but it, it's, it's illustrating to us where there's a discomfort, where there's a story that needs healing to, a, to a change your identity in frequency and transform. Thanks again for listening to this podcast today. Pray it until it's of substantial value to you. I feel it is an inside job, isn't it? <laughs> all ch- all change is an inside job. But we do see it in the external, so it's a confusing mystical space that we're seeing all the change happen externally, but ultimately internally it's all happening within. Thanks again, and bye for now.